You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Tonight, we're doing a special bonus episode, Films to Watch on Halloween. Part 2, The Halloweenist. Our dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something is actually strange. The middle children of history, man. No purpose or place. We have no great war. No great depression. They're coming to get you, Barbara. We're on a mission from God. All right, sweethearts, you heard the man. Pull him out. Come on, let's have him. I will show you where I have made my home while preparing to bring justice. Then I will break you. How great was the spiritual war? How great depression? It's our lives. All right, welcome to the podcast. I'm Brian. With me tonight, Mr. Paul Williams. What's up? What's up, man? We're not really talking about one particular film tonight. We're just going to talk uh, films we like to watch, horror films we like to watch, of course, on Halloween. We did a bonus episode of um, this last year. And like a good horror franchise, you need a sequel, right? We're bringing you guys the sequel this year. I guess I'm going to kick things off uh, right away. I don't know if anybody's noticed, but they've been they put out... Um, some nice Blu-ray sets for the Universal Frankenstein and the Wolfman. Um, and they, I think they both have eight films on them. Bought the Frankenstein one. Watch the first two, the, the first Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein. Both great movies, really great transfers. Man, I'm, I've been having a lot of fun just going back uh, through those and just watching those again, man. Just looking at the sets and just the beautiful black and white photography and... I don't know. Those are just fun films that, you know, you can watch those with your kids. I actually sat down and watched some um, Vincent Price movies with my kids. And I actually sat down and watched um, Wolfman, Dracula, and Frankenstein as well. I'm a really huge fan of uh, Bride of Frankenstein. I think I almost want to say that I enjoy The Bride of Frankenstein a little bit more than I enjoy uh, Frankenstein. You know, I think I have to agree with that. It's a uh, it's a really really good sequel. There is a really cool movie. It's called Gods and Monsters with Ian McKellen and Brendan Fraser. It's about James Wells, the director for Frankenstein and, and Bride Frankenstein. It, man, it's it's a it's a good little movie. You can check that out. And uh, both of the Blu-rays have some pretty cool extra features on them. So I recommend picking those up. They're man, they're at Walmart. They're at Best Buy. They're everywhere. You can get them anywhere, uh, just about, especially especially around this time of the year. I've always had a bit of a uh, soft spot for the old Universal horror films. And, you know, just just horror films in general. I, I've been actually watching um, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Oh, good choice. I really, really enjoy the first Nightmare movie. Oh, oh that, dude. That one's really great. Yeah, the first the Nightmare on Elm Street is classic, dude. What that's uh that's a West that's like West Craven's best movie outside of Scream, man, like arguably. I remember seeing that movie as a kid, man, and it, it scared the shit out of me. Where well, the one girl's in the bed and she's getting I can't remember the name right now. 
scared the shit out of me as a kid. Oh, you're talking about and Tina in the beginning? Like said, when she's know, going up the wall? Yeah, Tina. I know it was at least a good month, man. I slept with a flashlight. I will say this, though. Nightmare on Elm Street, the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie, kind of did scare me more than any of the uh, Friday films. But I've always just preferred the Friday films more. Part two, man. Ah, part two. Yeah, okay, so anyway, uh, part three. <laughs> Let's go to part three, yes. Yeah, part three, man, I, I love part three. Part three has to be outside of one. Three is my favorite one. I like three, um, too, man. It, it's got some cheesy moments in it, but it is a lot of fun. The special effects are are really, really good in that movie. And Nancy, Nancy comes back, and, and Nancy's father, who's played as John Saxon, comes back for this film, and Lawrence Fishburne plays in part three too. So, so there's there's a bit of a cast in this movie. It kind of goes a different route, or a different route from the from the first two, and and that I think that's what really makes it its own interesting standout standout movie of, the, well, of that franchise. Hold up, though. To be fair, like those first two movies are night and day different. Like we didn't really talk about part two because it is bizarre. It has nothing and to horrible. do with the first one, like at all whatsoever. Like all of a sudden, Freddy's trying to. Pro- possess this kid and there's that terrible pool, pool party scene where he's just jumping in and out of reality but yeah, the third one fuck. And, the, and the third one they do try well, to add like some backstory which is what i like and you know you have frank darabont co-writing the script guy from walking dead the mist shawshank green mile fame directed by uh chuck russell who did the, that awesome blob remake that's a remake i like um i know some people don't like it but i'm a fan Nightmare on Street 3 was also the first one to have a group of people collectively fighting to destroy Freddy Krueger. That's right. And they all had special powers. They were the dream warriors. You know, I really like that, you know, the character Kristen kind of made them realize that they all have the ability to create their own special superpower or have their own special powers in their in their dreams. I really, really thought that was kind of a cool twist and a, and a really cool idea. I think I like a really creative um, with the kills too, though, in that one. Because I remember that's got the very yeah. famous like uh, syringe gloved Freddy, where the one chick that's like the ex uh, heroin addict, oh, she's got those little tiny mouths that are all like suckling on her arm, and they're like crying for Freddy's syringe fingers. Yeah, I think they got kind of creative with the kills. Um, Welcome to primetime, bitch. I think that, man, that's a famous line in horror history. Dude. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Welcome to primetime, bitch. A Freddy Krueger skeleton scene. Little Jason the Argonaut moment there. Oh, yeah, when he kills uh, John Saxon's character. I don't know. I liked all this. I liked how they brought back Nancy... Heather Langenkamp's character from the first film. I don't know. I th- I'm with you, man. It's probably my favorite of the of the Nightmare sequels. Wes Craven's new Nightmare is really, really good, though. Yeah, Wes Craven's new Nightmare. Um, I remember I actually went to go see that in the theater. And and this was after, you know, Freddy's Dead was released. And, and in my personal opinion, man, Freddy's Dead is equally, equally as bad as part two. Did you see that with the the 3D glasses and everything? No, I didn't. I didn't see the the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie I actually saw in the theater was Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Yeah, me too, dude. Me too. 
I remember that. It was like 94, 93, something like that. So, yeah, somewhere around that. I'd, yeah, I'd say 90, 94. 94 sounds about right. You know, I got a soft spot in my heart for part four, dude. Um, the one that Rennie Harlem directed, the guy did uh, Cliffhanger and Die Hard Part 2. I, I like the Dream yeah, Master. I like the Dream Master too as well. I thought that was that was a good one. That did have kind of some of the elements from part three. And and Joey and Kincaid and Kristen were characters. They were kind of prominent characters, especially Kristen in part three. I like all the original series of the of the nightmare movies. Um yeah, two and two and six. Not you know, not real big highlights. But uh hey dude, I'll take them over that uh over the remake i was not a very big fan of the remake oh i know we've talked yeah, about that, that so much on the podcast i'm sorry to even bring it up again but i just really did not like it it's horrible the only justifiable thing about that movie was i i will give give credit to the actor that played freddie jackie earl haley loved him loved loved yeah, the cinematography the cinematography was beautiful yeah but but the screenplay, the the actual writing for it was horrible, horrible, horrible. I didn't really like any of the characters. I didn't find the characters relatable. I just didn't like it. I, I mean, you know, I know you would probably disagree with me on this, but at one point in time, you would have agreed with me that the Friday the 13th remake is way, 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 way better than The Nightmare. Oh no no I no I I agree with that I know I, I the the Friday remake is leaps and bounds better you know the the Friday the Thirteenth remake just had so much more going for it I think but I, I mean I, I don't know at the same time remaking the original Nightmare on Elm Street man like you know I just hold Nightmare and Elm Street a little bit higher in regard than the Friday the Thirteenth movies you know. There's something that's special about A Nightmare on Elm Street you know, in its story and its character and just how iconic Freddy Krueger is, the the glove, yeah. and how he comes and gets you in the dreams. That's just such an interesting villain. So have you ever seen the TV show Freddy's Nightmare? Yeah, that was actually uh, that was actually on Chiller a few years back. They showed the entire series. Oh, did they really? And basically that Yeah, that basically is essentially like if you were to take uh, tales from the crypt and take out the nudity the cussing and some of the gore and put freddy krueger as the crypt keeper that's pretty much what the nightmare series was yeah i actually never watched the series because i think by the time it came out i think they were around that series if it if it made it two seasons that's lucky according um, to the internet it, it is two seasons with 44 episodes so See, right there, two seasons. Yeah, that's how popular Freddy Krueger was in the 80s. He got a TV show that lasted 44 episodes. Compare that to um, the Friday the 13th series. Friday, Friday the 13th, that ran a whole three seasons and did... Uh... Oh, oh, wow. Wow, three seasons. I've only seen like a couple episodes of the Friday the 13th series. I've seen like four or five of them. Most uh, just yeah, ones that have been included in sets and things. Um, they're all right. Yeah, I mean it, it's you're not like I said though, but you're not missing much. When Chiller they they would show uh, for a while where they started off and they started them at the same time. The Nightmare on Elm Street series would come on, and then directly after the episode of the Nightmare on Elm Street series, the Friday the Thirteenth series would come on. 
And they were kind of running both of those on Chiller for a while. The TV yeah, show, man. I guess I was into at that time. You remember that TV show Monsters? It was it was also like a, a horror anthology show yeah. kind of. Yeah. It was a different monster yeah, of the week. Yeah, where the families like – yeah, the families are like monsters and they're all sitting there at the uh, – at the TV and like the mom comes in the room at the, at the end of the beginning credits. But yeah, I, re- I really like that. I remember that one with the, uh, the, va- it was like a vacuum cleaner that would suck your soul out. Yeah. 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 I do remember that one. That was a great show for that time. It was, um, I mean, but you know it what? Really was. We never talked about horror anthology films, man, like creep show and stuff like that. There were actually quite a few creep shows made. There was a, I want to say there was a creep show made within the last 10 years. There yeah, a, there was, was a third show. one, but uh, I, man, I would really stay away from it. it I saw about five minutes yeah. of it, and it looks extremely low budget. It sounds so terrible yeah. to say, and yeah, it looks really low budget. They just did not have any money for that one. But the first two creep shows, um, yeah, especially the first one, I really liked the first yeah. creep show. Oh, I think it was at a creep show too. Was the one with the like the flesh eating swamp water and the uh, oh the, yeah, the wooden yeah, yeah. Indian the raft. Yeah, no, that was yeah, creep show raft. too. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, no, I love because that's actually based off of a uh, Stephen King short story from Skeleton Crew. That's not. You know what? That one's not bad. It's got some problems. I highly recommend reading the Stephen King short story though. The, the Stephen King short story is really good. I do like the one with the Indian with uh, George. I think George Kennedy's in that. Yeah, George Kennedy is in that. Yeah, the first one's probably my favorite. You know, it's it's got its tongue firmly planted in cheek. It's just, it's just a fun movie, man. You got Ted dancing in there, getting drowned in the beach. Uh, there's the cockroach yeah. story. Stephen King is even like Isn't that one. The Moss Man, the Monkey's Paul. Doesn't that doesn't that have the monkey's paw or something on it too? Uh, I don't remember a monkey's paw story. In that one. It's five stories. We just named four of them. Yeah, like I said, dude, it's been a really long time since. No, because I think I think the other show. one's the crate one with like um, in, 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 oh, with yeah, Adrian Barbeau, yeah, yeah, and there's like a monster down in the crate. In that in that the the other one. Yeah, that is the other one. Yeah, you are correct. Yes, it is. I I know we brought up Trick or Treat on the show a lot, but I really like that. I think that's a really fun. Yeah. Horror anthology film. See a movie that uh, I kind of almost completely forgot about. And that was freaking Basket Case. Oh man, Basket Case! You when was the last time you seen Basket Case? Uh, it's you know what? I I feel ashamed to even admit this. Seven years, maybe eight years. Oh really? Yeah, I had a marathon not too long ago. Basket Case one, two, and three. I don't know if they've made any more no, after that. Yeah, no, I've only I've only seen the nah, first three. I haven't seen past that. Like I said, it's been a really long time since I've seen it. But uh, yeah, that was kind of like one of those horror movies, man. Where it's like it always stuck out to me because it, it is really odd. Well, yeah, it's like one of those uh, really weird kind of uh, sci-fi horror films, where or even like body horror. Um, what are those films with the green babies? Um, it's alive. I think they made three of those. Yeah, it's a lot. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think I actually watched yeah. those not very very close to around Basket Case and um, Q the Winged Serpent. Watched that around the same time. Those just very like goofy monster films. Yeah, they are like these really goofy. They're actually making a point to them. They're not just like stupid and well. I mean, okay, they are they're silly. I'm not saying that. Okay, they are silly. 
But they do have something to say to them. They're like, they all have a social message. And at the end of the day, you know, it's like, I I see what you're doing. You're you're having a message with your camp. That's cool. I appreciate that. I'll tell you another movie, man, that I I recently watched was the very first Critters movie. I've always liked Critters. Like, it's really weird because Critters and Gremlins, I've always kind of like, they're they're kind of like the same, but they're not. You know? well, no, okay. Well, you're being nice. Let's let's just call it what it is. Uh, Gremlins is high dollar. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Critters is like B level <laughs> New Line <laughs> Entertainment. You know that, that that's what everybody thinks. Okay, let's yeah. Just, let's just say what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, it's it, still Critters fun. is still an awesome movie, man. Uh, one thing I always really thought was hilarious about critters is when and when the little critters start communicating with each other, like the little subtitles come up on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> like I don't know, just like Gremlins is made for a different kind of family, and critters is made for like critters is made for the country bumpkins. That's what critters is made for, dude. Let's just be honest. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, even though yeah. Gremlins is in a small town, like your neighbor is still right there, and critters like. Neighbors on the other, it's like five miles away. It like takes place in like Oklahoma or Kansas or something. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, like where your neighbors like, like you, ridiculously far. You need a yeah, vehicle, a bike, like something. A mile. Yeah, your nearest neighbor's like a mile, a mile and halfway. Because there's there's the one drunken farm hand, you know, in, in critters that drives his bike all around. <laughs> Shit. Oh yeah, Charlie, the guy that's like in all—he's the only—I think he's the only actor that's in all four films. Four critters films. I only remember Critters one and two. I don't think I've ever seen Critters three or four. Oh man, Leonardo DiCaprio is in Critters three, dude. That's like I think his first gig. I'll be damned. Yeah, hey, dude. Everybody starts in horror, you know. If you don't, you're just not cool. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, you're just not cool. Well, going back to. Going back to Nightmare on Elm Street, Johnny Depp, man, Kevin Bacon, Friday, first Friday the 13th film. Uh, Holly Hunter was in The Burning, and so was uh, Jason uh, yeah. Alexander. I mean, like, you just have to think about all the directors that got started in horror. I mean, there's so, you know, I mean, that's, that's the thing. People like to shit all over the fucking horror genre. When I say I like this comedy, I like this drama, nobody says anything. They're just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Maybe if I say yeah. I like this science fiction film, I may get like a, wow, you're a really big nerd kind of look from somebody. Yeah. But man, dude, you say something no, like you, you like a horror, horror film, you do get that look. and You, 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 you have to de- You like that? Like, why do I have to defend? Why do you like horror films so much? Yeah, why do I have to defend it? People just dismiss and write off the horror genre. I mean, you know, if, if you look at it like this, a studio will give a drama they'll give them way more money than they'll give a freaking horror film and anytime and a horror like, movie is really the, good uh, it's got to be something else like why does why does seven silence of the yeah. lambs and jaws why do those three films and uh, you know what we'll even throw alien in there why do those why do those four films yep. constantly have to be classified as something else other than horror it seems like people want to kind of push them away from horror which every one of those films you just mentioned, they're horror films. I mean, yeah, you one could sit there and debate, well, Aliens is a, is a science fiction film. You look at Alien as a straight-up slasher. The only difference between Alien and Halloween or Alien and Friday the 13th is the fact 
and it takes place in space. Even if you look at you look at Silence of the Lambs, a movie that won an Oscar for Best Picture, and because it won that Oscar, I feel like a lot of people are like, "Oh no, no, it's, it, it can't be a horror film." The movie's about serial killers. There's one that's out there, <laughs> literally skinning women to make a woman suit, and another one that is a cannibal that's locked up that's feeding her information the main character to help to help her catch him you know it's like it's like how is that not a horror film because it's done yeah. well you know something that i always thought was really and i love silence of the lambs it's a it's an amazing movie oh um, silence of the lambs is one great. scene that always bothers me she's walking through the the corridor and there's that one dude that's like masturbating and he like throws the ejaculation at her, and oh, it's just like, oh, mul- is it multiple Megs? I think it's multiple Megs next door. You give him some respect. That's just nasty. Well, you <laughs> know, it's, it's, it's what crazy funny. people that are locked up in that kind of fucking institution do. I mean, like his next door neighbor I is know. a psychiatrist that ate people. You know, I mean, so. This guy likes to masturbate yeah. and throw uh, throw jizz at people. You know, hey, you know, we all have our faults, all right? Like, yeah, even if you look at Seven, um, Seven is still a horror movie. I mean, they take such relish in showing you the aftermath and the horrible, like, just horrendous crimes this guy has committed. The aftermath is bloody. People are ripped apart. I'm not going to go into super detail, you know, for people who may be listening to the podcast and have not seen it. The three of the worst ones, man, are the fat guy. You know, the guy that he he basically just makes the dude. He feeds him till he till he bursts. Yeah, you just you just say fat and guy. We don't need him that middle much of a middle picture. The one dude that uh, he put in the room with all the air fresheners. Uh, yeah, sloth. and then yeah, the prostitute lust. Oh, yeah. Man. And if you can, if you can watch those three, if you can watch those three and tell me this isn't a fucking horror movie, I mean, I could, I could maybe go horror thriller, but definitely seven, seven's definitely a a fucking horror movie. And when it comes out to like when that movie came out, you have to think like the X Files was out. You know, all the flashlights cutting through the smoke of beams, the detective. You don't think everybody was thinking about that in the nineties? Yeah, that's what they were thinking about. Yes, it's about a serial killer. But it's it's not a it's not an action film where the guy is chasing down yeah. somebody. It damn sure isn't lethal weapon. There's one chase scene they put in there, and I feel like they put it in there just because you know just to give some kind of action, some kind of thrill. But I mean, really, yeah. outside of that, that, that I mean, that that's it. That that's all you have action wise, really, in that movie. The rest is just aftermath and seeing it and and character building. It's such a seven is is a really good movie. I just recently watched uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, and I haven't seen either one of these movies in quite some time. So it was kind of good to to purchase them and actually sit down and watch them. Now, I haven't seen House of a Thousand Corpses since the early aughts. Dude, I saw um, that in theaters, man. I I like House of a Thousand Corpses, dude. Please, please tell me you you at least appreciate that movie on some level now this is this is this is the breakdown of it all right when i first saw it oh, we i really didn't care for it all that then devil's rejects came out and i was really apprehensive about watching devil's rejects but i ended up watching it anyway and i was like you know man devil's rejects actually 
It actually really isn't that bad. Overall, after after going back and rewatching them both back to back, I would definitely have to say House of a Thousand Corpses is the better movie. You know, I, I like it. I like it a little bit better than Devil's Rejects. I mean, not a lot, just a little bit better. I mean, man, Sig Haig's performance as Captain Spaulding and that beginning opening scene of House of a Thousand Corpses is really good. Yeah. And you know, the only time the movie kind of loses me is really in the end. I I didn't understand the hate. I was on board. Devil's Rejects, I liked it, but. As a sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses, it was it was so different. Not only like in terms of its style, just like the story, and it was like you know these are supposed to be these same characters. I don't dislike Devil's Rejects because of that. It's just such a different movie. It's it's really hard to put those two films, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, side by side. Oh yeah, I agree a hundred percent with you on that, and I really like enjoy house of a thousand corpses like i said after going a really long time without seeing it and and sitting down and watching them and and being able to sit down and watch them back to back you will definitely see a huge difference in both of those films i always like that scene though in house of a thousand corpses I i forget the character but he's got the he's got the gun to the sheriff's head it's this huge crane shot and it just goes back and you're just waiting for him to shoot and the camera just keeps going back. And you're like, oh, he's going to shoot him. Shoot him. Oh, my gosh, this is taking so long. And then he shoots him. And it it's so drawn out. I Dude, I haven't seen that movie in about five years. I remember that shot. It's a good shot. It's a, it's a good sequence. I forgot, I forgot the name of the character he plays, but uh, actor Bill Mosley. I don't know if you know Otis. this or not, but Bill Mosley played Otis. Yeah, Otis. But uh, Bill Mosley also played Tex in Second Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, Scream Factory uh, put a release out of that. Um, I have not picked it up yet, though. I've always, always liked Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Two, like, I feel like two kind of trying to maybe, maybe throw a little bit of, like, dark comedy in there. A little bit. I think um, it ran a goddamn okay, eighteen wheeler yeah. fucking truck into the goddamn wall, and it had TNT and blew the wall apart. That was anything but subtle. It's so crazy. It's so over the top. It is a good sequel because I mean, it's a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Man. You look at Texas Chainsaw Massacre. How can you go more over the top than that film? Yeah. Well, I love the That's I love the it. scene where um, Bill Mosley's character Tex and and Leatherface kind of break into the radio station. Oh, that's great! And he's dressed up and he he's dressed up as the hippie, and then Leather hits Leatherface hits him with chainsaw. He's like Leatherface, you done son of a bitch! I will say and though, I mean, uh, that did kind of kill Toby Hooper's career though for a little bit, man. He didn't actually get like a big a studio movie that I I really remember until The Mangler. Going going back to what we were talking about, man, with the horror genre. See, that's kind of an example. Toby Hooper did part two. Nobody else wanted to give him any work after that movie. And, I mean, I don't understand what the big hate with Texas Chainsaw Massacre was. And, I mean, uh, the second one. I, I mean, I understand that it was a big departure from the original. You know, it was, it was a huge departure from what Texas Chainsaw Massacre was. 
I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is just like, you know, it's, it's another one of those iconic slasher films. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's one of those horror movies. If you haven't seen it, then you really can't call yourself a horror fan. If you've never seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you need to see that movie. It's brilliant. This, this crazy ass dude, chainsaw wielding, big chainsaw wielding guy, you know, constructs a mask out of human faces and this whole backwood Texas family of cannibals. And I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you, man, the real, the real piece of shit in that franchise was uh next generation. God, that movie's fucking horrible. With Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Yeah, it was it was one of those weird things. It's like how did you know they got these two stars before they were anybody, and um, they made some they made some pretty big movies, uh, Time to Kill and Jerry Maguire, respectively. All of a sudden, here comes Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. Did you see the the third one with um, oh fuck, what's his name? Uh, Viggo Mortensen, the guy who plays Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, I actually. To be honest with you, man, I actually thought that that one, that one wasn't that bad from what I remember. But man, part four is 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 horrible. Let, let let's just go back and talk about good horror movies, man. Let you know what I, I I'm really yeah. glad that you brought up Toby Hooper because we don't talk enough about Toby Hooper. We were talking about Stephen King earlier. And man, dude, they've released a bunch of a uh, bunch of Stephen King movies. We talked about Salem's Lot being one of those. Toby Hooper film right there, guys. Go over to Screen Factory. They have Funhouse and Life Force, which is a personal favorite of mine from Mr. Toby Hooper. If you haven't seen Life Force, highly recommend it. Naked vampire sucks souls from people. That's right. There you go. Hey, and of course, it's a chick vampire because you know it was it was made in the eighties. And, you know, in the 80s, they did not show a lot of schlong in the 80s. That was just nope. not a thing. Nope. Didn't even show man ass in the 80s. Yeah, really. you know, we got to the 90s. Well, I mean, I don't know. Richard Geard showed a little bit of... Didn't he Didn't he uh, show a little bit of uh, man love in uh, American Gothic? Or not in American Gothic, uh, an American Gigolo? I think, he showed, I think he showed some cheek. That was about it. It's been a while since I've seen that, and but when I say been a while, been twenty years. Yeah, I mean, it's been, but, it's been yeah, it's been a really, really long ass time since I've seen that too. Another movie that I personally like to watch is uh, the first, the first three Child's Play movies. Oh, dude, we're talking about Scream Factory. You know, Scream Factory is coming out with a really nice Child's Play set right around Halloween. Yeah, it looks awesome too. Like that, that Child's Play set, it, it looks really great. I don't know if I'm going to double dip and get it, though. Um, I already have the Chucky collection. It has all the... It has got from Child's Play to Curse of Chucky. It's, it, it's got everything, dude. And the transfers on on one is really good. Two is good. Three is good. A seed of Chucky, Bride of Chucky. You know, those those two look... I mean, the transfer's great. I just, you know, I just didn't care much for those movies, man. The Bride of Chucky, man, it it does have its 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 points. I mean, it's it's kind of a campy a campy movie, it, and and it almost it almost is a little bit of a throwback to the Bride of Frankenstein kind of deal, you know. Uh, whether whether that movie's good or not, in some people's opinion, I will honestly say that that movie had one hell of a fucking soundtrack. 
the soundtrack for that movie for Bride of Chucky was was fucking awesome. It was around that late nineties time where horror movies had to have that rock and roll, heavy metal soundtrack. Yeah. I mean you had you had bands like Judas Priest on there, Monster Magnet, um I even think I even think Slayer did a song for the Bride of Chucky or had a song on the Bride of Chucky soundtrack. It was, I remember owning the soundtrack and I remember it, I was like, damn, the soundtrack's better than the movie is. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. There's something about those first three Child's Play movies. Now, I didn't see any of them in theaters. Um, yeah, I didn't either. I, I, I Yeah, I remember I could have seen the third one. To be honest, I think I wussed out as a kid. It's like, eh, you know, for a 10-year-old, that's a little too much. Man, dude, I mean, I don't know. I just grew up with those first three in the video stores. It is nostalgia love. I have nostalgia love for those first three. Yeah, one, I didn't really care. I mean, three was good. I'd start to say, man, my favorite, my favorite Child's Play movies are Child's Play and Child's Play 2. Child's Play 2 is just, that, that's, an, that's an awesome movie. I mean, not not saying that Child's Play is not an awesome movie, but I really, really love Child's Play 2. 3 is, uh, it's okay. Like, I'd when like they're at three, the military base. I mean, I you know, it's like I said, dude. It's it's not horrible, but it's, it's I don't know. The main actor they got to play Andy. I just I really didn't care for that actor very much. I agree. He he is not as good as the kid in in the first two films. In the first movie, it's it's more of the mom's story finding out about the doll than it is about the child. You know, and that's the thing in the third yeah. one. It's more about Andy's character and where he's going. I don't know, when Dan Mancini came in, the dude that wrote all the Child's Play movies, when he came in and directed Curse of Chucky, I feel I, I feel like Curse of Chucky put the series back on course. I really, really liked that film, dude. I really enjoyed it. I was so surprised. It did not disregard Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. It brought up that those movies existed in continuity, and man, I thought that was awesome. The director of Curse of Chucky, um, it was kind of a bit of a brazen move to go along with the same continuity of storylines from part one, you know, all the way through Bride and Seed of Chucky, which, you know, fans of the of the series really kind of, you know, most of them looked down on Bride and Seed of Chucky. It was a brave and brazen move, man. I respect the guy for it. And I think it was kind of cool that he, he did that. So there you have it, people. Um, our second movie to watch, movies to watch on Halloween episode. I hope we discuss some movies that uh, maybe some of you out there haven't seen. And by listening to this, uh, you'll be intrigued to go out and, and check them out. I, I do want to reiterate again that everybody should probably go see Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe is a really good film. For horror fans right now, that's in cinemas. If you can go see it, I recommend it. It it is good. I'd say go check it out. I'd also say go check out Blair Witch. Blair Witch is also out in theaters right now. Lights Out is coming out soon, and so is The Darkness. The Darkness is actually out right now on VOD. Go check that out. I mean, there's there's dude, there's great horror movies that come out every year. Of course, if you haven't seen The Witch, we always recommend that. That's a great film. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you should always watch John Carpenter's Halloween on Halloween, right? But we got a lot of great things coming up this, this month. 
Um, this is our Halloween month, so we're doing all horror films for the month of October. We have The Thing coming out. Um, we're going to take a look. We're going to review not only the film, but we're going to review the Scream Factory Blu-ray release. We're going to give you our thoughts on that. George Romero's epic classic zombie apocalypse film, Night of the Living Dead. Doing our first George Romero film. That's pretty exciting, dude. That is exciting, man. I'm 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 a little nervous to talk about Romero though, because you know, we've talked about Carpenter a lot. Those are the two big, big, big yeah. heavy hitters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like outside of David Cronenberg, I would you know, those I would say those are the three big heavy hitters. Carpenter, Romero, Cronenberg. So if you guys want to get in touch with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew. Crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E, extra E at the end, at gmail.com. Uh, you guys can also uh, get in touch with us at Facebook and Twitter. We're at moviecrewpod. Um, if you guys could do us a huge favor and go give us a rating on iTunes and Stitcher, it helps people find out about the show. Helps us pop in those oh-so-important search results. We certainly do appreciate that. Paul, where can people find out about you? Yeah, if you want to get in contact with me, um, I'm on Twitter. It's at PaulWilliamsJ1. It might take me a little bit, but uh, I'll try to answer your questions and get back to you as quickly as possible. Guys, make sure you check Amazon. Amazon's doing a lot of really good sales right now. I think... Uh, the reanimator is like five dollars. I mean, that's that's the Blu-ray, guys. The Blu-ray is five ninety-nine on Amazon right now. Uh, and all those Stephen King movies came out. Um, Cat's Eye, Salem's Lot, uh, It, all of those released. Uh, you can get them off Amazon. And tonight, our in selection song is going to be from Danny Elfman, "The Nightmare Before Christmas." This is Halloween. Peace. Enjoy, guys. Boys and girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see. This is our town of Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Pumpkins scream in the dead of night. This is Halloween. Everybody make a scene. Trick or treat. Like snakes and spiders in my hair. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, 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 Halloween. In this town we call home, everyone hail to the pumpkin song. In this town, don't we love it now? Everybody's waiting for the next surprise. Found that corner and hiding in the trash and something's waiting at the pounce and how you scream. This is Halloween. Aren't you scared? Well, that's just fine. Say it once, say it twice, take a chance and roll the dice. Right with the moon in the dead of night. Everybody scream, everybody scream. I am the clown with the tearaway face. Here in a flash of Donald and Trace. I am the who in the cold who's there. I am the wind blowing through your hair. I am the 
a shadow on the moon at night, filling your dreams to the brim with fright. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, 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 Halloween. That's our job, but we're not mean in, in our, our town, town of Halloween. In this town, don't we love it now? Everyone's waiting for the next surprise. Skeleton Jack might catch you in the back and scream like a bat. You make you jump out of your skin. This is Halloween, everybody scream. Won't you please make way for a very special guy? The Woman Jack is king of the pumpkin patch. Everyone hail to the pumpkin king now. Everyone hail to the pumpkin song. Ah!